0: Hello, we're back. It's time to kick off our coverage of the second half of The Walking Dead Season 9. Isn't everyone happy about that?
1: Yep, buzzing. Buzzing. Actually, first half pretty good, so let's see if the second half can... uh live up to the, the first half's um, decent run of episodes.
0: Let's see indeed. So we formed a hip new two-man band this week. Might even take it along to the fair if that ever happens. Um, oh, get...
1: that fair's happening.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, so I am joined this evening by our very own rotting Big Richie. Ooh, sorry, Len. Yeah, God. Who'll be bringing us the comic comparison throughout our review.
1: Hey. Hey. Say Thanks, hey, for, ha- thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. Yes. Um, and I'm your host, and I've got no name. Oh no! I joke. It, it, it's Emma. Um, my writer's back this week, guys. So oh,
1: Jesus, you are put off joke duty. If John's no. not here, there is no comedy no. allowed from you.
0: I'm doing the comedy. Okay. And uh, you're going to have to live with it. So we ended last season with uh, the loss of Jesus and a a proper introduction to The Whisperers, which we've been waiting for for a long time. We're straight back in, episode nine, adaptation, uh, directed by my favourite, Greg Nicotero. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do our usual setup, giving our overall thoughts and blueberry scores, uh, and then running through the episode with some key themes to cover, Little Comic Corner, um, so we can talk about comparisons and changes from the comic to the TV show. First up, let's all just take a lovely little moment to be relieved that Dog isn't dead. Not dead. Not dead. That was my biggest fear.
1: Yeah, and John's actually, to be fair. Yeah. Um, We
0: love Dog. He's great.
1: Daryl and Dog, my new favourite duo in the show. So keep them around as long as possible. And I know there was a petition... To Keep Dog Alive, I think it has something like 100,000 signatures or something.
0: Well, I'm glad that Angela Kang listened.
1: She did, hopefully. They don't usually listen, the writers, but uh, this time they decided to, which is nice.
0: Uh, So, Len, can you tell us what you thought about the first episode of the second half of season nine overall and your Blueberry score, please, with an explanation for anyone who doesn't know what that is?
1: So, the Blueberry system is between zero and five. It's what we rate everything out of zero being the worst five being the best there can be no halves because that's cheating that is very much cheating um harsh but fair scale this episode was a a fine introduction to the back half of season nine you had some major characters revealed at the end of the episode which i think is extremely important and also in the middle of the episode which is extremely important uh, it's clear to me now what comic book threads they're giving to certain characters and mm-hmm. I, I i think a lot of our predictions were pretty sound about where the story is going to go for this half of the season good lots of mentions of the fair again which i kind of like because the fair is a very very important moment in the walking dead universe and i was i was fine I think it's not my favourite episode of the season by any stretch of imagination. I don't think there was a, a, a decent enough set piece. It's a mid season premiere. You kind of want something. I know we had that excellent end to the, you know, we all really liked the mid season finale, mm-hmm. um, even though we lost one of our favourite characters in Jesus. But when well, did
0: it mi- come back in this one as a floppy corpse?
1: Yeah, that was a bit bizarre for me, but well, I understand to- it. It was a bit weird. I was like a bit confused for the first. 20 minutes trying to think back to the previous episode and i was like is he dead Is he dead, or is he just like sort of really badly wounded but i remember them stabbing him in the head so brutal but that's what you've got to do in this zombie world uh i'm gonna give it a three three out of five i still think that's a good score for the walking dead i really do um i don't think we've given many episodes a five for example so a four or three seems to be the way this season is going Mm -hmm. um so i was happy with it and we can talk a lot more about the comic book stuff later on because that that is genuinely really interesting and it's good to see how they're switching around and remixing the comics now to fit the characters that are still alive in yeah. the TV canon.
0: I, I agree, actually. And I think it wasn't an amazing episode, but it was a nice start to the second half of, of season nine. I quite enjoyed it. It didn't lull at any point. It just kept a steady sort of plod along. Um, We got some new character mixes. Um, I especially quite liked um, Luke and Alden, Alden, however you want to say his name. Yep. Um, They were quite fun. Yep. Uh, I enjoyed all the Negan stuff uh, a lot. Uh, So I spent this afternoon reading a few of the the reviews on the internet. Yes. Um, And there were some mixed feelings about lots of things. But What I'm most actually looking forward to after watching this episode is finding out... um, where we're matching the comic storylines too, mm. because I know we talked a lot about that in the first half of season 9 and even towards the back end of season 8
1: really. yeah, yeah yeah we're talking about how it's going to how it's going to pan yeah, out and especially I, I, losing Rick and Carl I mean it's just big changes massive changes
0: big changes so I'm really looking forward to hearing about that Um, and I've, I've got a favourite review quote of the week so uh-huh. Den of Geek I like their reviews I do like their
1: reviews actually really as interesting. well a good website Den of Geek if no one of, of our listeners uh, goes on that website very good for video games very good for mm-hmm. sort of popular culture television and popular culture films so go check them out very very good reviews
0: well, they came up with a, a one-liner that i really like this week um where they described daryl's transformation into a ptsd riddled grunting loner
1: i mean has he transformed into a is, hasn't he always kind of been that
0: oh, i think he got a bit worse after a while just like the way they phrased it really made me giggle
1: yeah i mean yeah he's always been a loner like him having any sort of family is quite a it's quite an alien feeling to mm. him, isn't it? So he's got it? dog now, so well, that's 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 right. Doesn't so. need anyone else. That's true, and I love dogs, so they, you know, they yeah. do, you know, chirp you up, make you feel a bit better at the end of a the day.
0: They do indeed. Um, so I am gonna I'm gonna give this a four blueberries out of five Ooh, actually four. because there were lots of things that I did really like. Um, and uh, so I think that's a pretty good pretty good opening. That's for the pretty good half.
1: opening for the for the second half of the season yeah. compared to. Other seasons of The Walking Dead. I think this season we gave the the first half, the first eight episodes. We gave them essentially. A, I think it was an average score of about four. Yep. Um, which There's is really, really good ones. Was, in there. there were some good ones in there. So not a bad start. I want to see some traction, and I don't want The Walking Dead to do its tried and trusted formula of stringing out the storylines for way too many episodes. Yeah. they fair needs to happen in the next two to three episodes, in my opinion. If they string it out to the fairies... You know, the eighth episode, I'll be extremely disappointed in just the structuring of the season again.
0: I think it felt like it was going to happen at the end of the first half. Didn't it did, it? and then in, in it, a way, we were sort of kicked in the face a bit. Yeah. And
1: um, they they dragged that out a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree. They kind of need to do uh, something needs to happen in the middle of this half yeah. season, otherwise we are dragging. Yeah, and they've done so well in season nine to pick this back up after two below par seasons in in seven and oh, eight. Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, well, without further ado, should we crack on? Before we go any further, just a quick advert break. So we've been doing loads of new content since we've come back from our uh, Christmas break. If you haven't listened to them already, we've done a Stephen King retrospective on The Shining.
1: That's a good one. That's
0: a riot. Um, And we will be doing our Oscars review podcast next week. So do tune in to that one. And beforehand, let us know what you think about the films nominated for Best Picture.
1: I mean, that one's going to be fun for everyone because we're going to do a competition uh, between ourselves and obviously you guys can, you know, participate as well and we're going to you know, choose what we think is going to win in each category uh, best picture best actor best actress best animation a load of categories and they'll all be in the podcast so you can play along with us and let us know what you think is going to win and we'll see who wins at the end of it all
0: and if you want to get involved in that then you want to be following us on social media so you can find us on Twitter at fancriticalpod you can find us on Instagram fan underscore critical or you can find us on Facebook just search for fancritical and our little 8-bit characters will pop up or you can email us us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think um, about the films coming up. While you're there on any of those social media channels, we would love for you to uh, subscribe to those, subscribe. follow us, and subscribe to us on all of the podcasting platforms. Throw the
1: subscriptions We're our everywhere.
0: way. Um, we wouldn't say no to a little review either. So stay tuned. Lots of really exciting content coming up in the next few weeks while we continue The Walking Dead. <laughs> Easy peasy lemon squeezy. So, uh, I have gone back to our usual style this week, Len, for the second half, and I've mm. split us into three uh, sections of storyline.
1: Oh, you've gone storyline, have I've you? I've gone
0: storyline, uh, because it's just the two of us.
1: That makes sense. So it's, it's much easier. easier. Yeah.
0: Um, and we've got three that we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about the Whisperer Aftermath and the Interrogation yep. of Lydia. I'm going to talk about what I'm calling escaping Negan, Yep. Um, or Negan's Negan's Journey, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're going to talk about the rescue mission, or as I like to call it, Forming the Band. Forming the Band. Forming the Band. Uh, so, should we kick off talking about the whispers? Let's go for it. So, we've got uh, our group escaping the cemetery, um, heading back to the hilltop, lots of things going on, there's some very confused people.
1: Not knowing if Jesus is dead, yeah. or, you know. Cause... Everything's
0: quite traumatic. Mm. Um, so, we follow them doing that little bit of journey, and we kind of jump back and forth between some. Of these storylines um, but we'll stick with this one for now uh, so we get back to Hilltop everyone's pretty upset about the fact we've lost Jesus how do you feel about that reaction?
1: Yeah I actually quite liked the use of the music and the people acting a bit you know angry about the fact that he's dead because mm-hmm. obviously he was the figurehead of the Hilltop at this stage because Maggie is MIA we assume at the Commonwealth um, for now so interesting news though she's coming back next season
0: Yes, but we've also got a lever.
1: Oh, we do. We'll we'll talk about the lever a a bit later because that is tragic for the show again. Um, But it was always going to happen, by the way, the lever. We'll we'll talk about that later. But, uh, you know, I like the scene. As I said, I didn't know if Jesus was dead for the first 15 minutes of the... Of the it's a bit confusing, wasn't it? Well, it's mainly because I—it's my bad because I forgot that they sort of stabbed him in the head or whatever at the end of the last one. But it's the kind of thing that I think needed to happen. Or we'll see it again at the start of this one because yeah, they we were treating of, it like he might be all right. We kind
0: <laughs> of just got him on the floor, yeah. and there was no kind of don't forget he's dead. Um, it, so that was a bit odd. It, so I, I mean, I, I liked the reaction of everyone. And I think it really cements the fact that Jesus did incredibly well leading the hilltop mm. in reality.
1: It's um, a shame to lose him as a character. And, I, I, you know, yeah. I said this to John um, last half season because he said he was going to die. And I said, I just think that would be a bit of a bold decision from mm. the show, considering he's one of the cooler characters. And I'm not ju- I'm just saying he has some good comic book, you know, in the comics, he's still alive you know he's alive and kicking and he's got some Literally. interesting yeah very much kicking and he's got some interesting interactions he's in a relationship that's also very interesting mm. i think you know the show hasn't really explored that properly yet that sort no. of avenue lgbt sort of stuff you know it's not which is a shame well, there was an opportunity here to do it that there, there yes. is you've got you've got some characters here who you know, do get together in the comics. So it's a shame that they killed Jesus off and didn't really explore that any further.
0: Well I've got a bit of a question here, right? So I'm jumping around a bit in this in this storyline, but um there's a bit where, you know, obviously everyone is very upset for Aaron. Yeah. And it is quite overtly said that they were in a relationship. Sort I thought.
1: of. Sort of, yeah. But they're I, not I don't no, think they're never committed to it. No,
0: but at no point in any of the rest of the season, did I get that impression? Mm. Apart, from, I thought there might be something brewing. Well, but they I didn't... were
1: meeting up and learning martial arts yeah, together. Yeah, that's not, you know. No. But, I, and I know. thought
0: they'd just sort of jumped the gun a bit with that. Anyway. Anyways. Um, Speaking of jumping the gun, um, before we get back to the hilltop, we've got an interesting uh, journey through the woods where we're trying to work out who uh, might be a whisperer and who is a real walker. And Daryl comes up with fantastic ways to do that. Shoot him in the knee.
1: I love that brilliant uh, clever
0: really um, clever
1: clever doesn't use up any ammo really he can get his arrows back yeah. and i just loved it when one of them went fuck i <laughs> just got me in the leg. fell over and then Dow just absolutely brutally murders a lot of them and michonne as well yeah. and um that so was, it was a nice
0: thing actually really
1: good and brutal
0: and i like the fact that for once we've got a bit of terror back because you know a small group of walkers like that isn't a problem for these guys anymore no, you know, five or six walkers, piece of cake. Don't even have to think about it.
1: Yeah, it should it- be. But sometimes the show decides to well, make the ca- when it wants to. The show. Yeah, I'm sorry. The show does decide to like make people like Carl, who is an experienced <laughs> oh, fighter, bit me. get bitten. But anyway, continue. I
0: know we're still mourning the loss.
1: I know I'm still angry about it. But You've got to get good. over. It I know now. I never will. But go on.
0: Um, but uh, but actually, there's a there's a new element of danger now, isn't there? Because you don't know if it's a walker or if it's a whisper. Which I really liked.
1: And the fact that the Whisperers have the ability to corral the walkers into mass yeah. groups to do their bidding. They can create more terrifying hordes of walkers, you know, you know, herds, they can make them now. And that is a terrifying prospect for the group yeah. because the communities, as proven with Alexandria in the past, mm-hmm. have been almost decimated by a herd of you know, medium to large size. The one at the quarry, which came oh out—oh my and god, yeah! Completely took them down. And if it wasn't for Rick and going slightly insane after Carl got shot in the eye, and you know that cool montage of them just slaughtering all the walkers, they were done for. Hatchet gate. Yeah. So it's a massive problem for the communities. Mm.
0: It's, it's a terrifying prospect, um, but good news—we've captured one.
1: Yes. have not we. Yes. So,
0: A, I'd like to ask you, Len, if you would ever, to survive in the zombie apocalypse... No,
1: I wouldn't do what they do. You wouldn't wear a
0: walker face? No. Because why would you? It's fucking disgusting. I think
1: when you learn, and we'll talk about this more in Comic Corner, but when you learn more about the Whisperers, and I hope they do go into the detail that the comics do about the Whisperers and the way they function and the way that they communicate with Mm. each other and the way they just genuinely live their lives, you'd rather be dead, to be honest with you, because it ain't a lot of fun, what they're doing. They basically revert to sort of animalistic principles what? hence why the character we get introduced to at the end alpha um is called alpha and there are other characters mm. there's one called beta and it goes down sort of you know like the alpha male it's a very animalistic sort of clan that they're building and they sort of f- you know forget emotions and you know it- the point of being alive i mean what is the point of being alive if you're not you know living you know for love and joy and all- family and all these other things what's the point you right then? Sorry, yeah, it's just very deep, but... It's
0: getting a bit emotional.
1: You'll find out more as we go on with The Whisperers. I'm excited. But, uh, yeah, and I think you should be. And I hope the show does have elements of, of their true nature in there as well.
0: I hope, of, of all of the groups of um, people in, in this uh, this series of stories, I hope, more than anything, that we hear... Um, or that The Whisperers have done justice to. Because they sound fascinating. I think
1: the saviours were ruined. I, I think yeah. the introduction of the saviors was very good with Negan and the bat. And I think it was very hard to watch. And it should be because the saviors are brutal. Yeah, Negan has been kind of good. I think he's been pretty close to what what we could expect. Yeah.
0: Say, say can't, that. He can't
1: swear, which is the thing, which is the major issue. But the whisperers for me, they really, they do need to nail this group because it's, mm. it's the most visceral you know, visually disturbing group that they've had to deal with. And they've got so much to work with there. And The Whisperer War is one of my favourite sections of the comic, so I really hope they do it justice.
0: Fingers crossed. Let's hope. Don't screw it up, Kang. Don't screw it up. She's been
1: pretty good so far, so I'll...
0: I there's always a chance for her to there is. mess it up. Gim, I don't believe Gim, she will. Gimple's
1: been on the phone, said, oh, that was too good that first Boy, Angela, season. Stop. Stop Ruin making it. good telly. Ruin it.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, well, let's talk a little bit. So, we're still kind of sticking on the Whisperer arc, um, but Homicidal Henry and Daryl. Put a little little bit of a chat yeah, going on. Yeah, that's nice.
1: That's nice. Two, Interesting. Two characters which are not in the comics. And mm-hmm.
0: uh, taking but, on some different storylines. Taking I
1: think. on some very central storylines. I mean, Daryl is one of my favourite characters. I think he's been very good in the first half of season nine. I think he was yeah. underused in the previous season. And it's quite nice to have this sort of mentor relationship with henry who is taking on carl's storylines predominantly so that's quite nice um it's like a father-son dynamic similar to what rick and carl would be um obviously they're not there but i liked it
0: yeah i thought it was really good um and i actually really liked whether it was intentional or not i think it was um daryl's kind of playing of uh the well lydia we can call her lydia now Mm. can't we um Mm. and henry in the jail and then being able to you, sit outside and listen. He's
1: using Henry as bait there. He's yeah. very smart.
0: Really well done. Smartest thing he's done in the world, to be fair.
1: Very well done. Um,
0: Except for
1: the bro tiff. Uh, the bro with him and Rick. That was very annoying. But <laughs> uh, I think I think it's very well done. And I hope that I know that this storyline between Lydia and Henry is going to go places. So...
0: Is it modelled on, on Lydia and
1: Carl? It's modelled on Lydia and Carl. We'll come into that in the comics. and. Is a very central part to the Whisperer War. Um, I will leave it at that until Comic Corner,
0: okay. Uh, I've got another thing I want to talk about in this storyline. Uh, Eugene professing his love for Rosita, yeah. He which... didn't do
1: it last season, did he? He didn't do it Not last really. half. Season. He wanted he got interrupted with he tried, yeah.
0: Um, but then and this is where it gets really awkward. She comes outside and throws up, and my immediate thought was she's, she's pregnant. pregnant, yeah. Then... Out of nowhere. Yeah. Sadiq comes out. She's like, It's your kid. She's I'm playing the, the field. She is what? playing
1: that field. So let's right. get this straight. Sadiq, Father Gabriel. Yep. And potentially Eugene.
0: And prior mean, to that, Abraham.
1: That's and fine. that other dude. I think it's absolutely fine. Look.
0: I mean, I'm not judging Rosita at all. Don't
1: judge. No judging. But I, I
0: just want, I just, just kind of wish that zombie we'd zombie apocalypse.
1: Had... Live your life. What did I say? There is no point living your life. No,
0: I agree. If you're
1: not going to enjoy yourself, listen. You then. go, Rosita. You'll understand
0: what I'm saying. Okay. It came out of nowhere. It
1: did come out of nowhere. But,
0: they, I know that it's we've been had. Six years. I know we've had a six-year time jump, and I know that things have happened there. And, and the thing we're probably most baffled about was how Rosita ended up in a relationship with Father Gabriel. No, that
1: is mental, right?
0: Which is mental. What's even more mental is at this point she can't be more than four months pregnant, maybe. Mm. So she's only been in a relationship with Father Gabriel for about three or four months. Mm. And just prior to that, banging Sadiq.
1: I think Sadiq's a good-looking boy. I yeah, mean, what's she playing at? I think, why leave Sadiq? Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. I think
1: he's a good lad. Doc, so, doctor.
0: Somebody doctor needs to come back winning. and explain this.
1: Yeah, I mean... She's wait, doctor, reverend, scientist. She's going for like the triumvirate of you know professions. There, she,
0: to be fair to her, she's aiming high. She
1: is well done, Rosie. I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Um, but also, what I quite then once I got over the shock of realising that she'd been banging Sadiq, which was definitely a better choice than Gabriel.
1: Hundred shouting out, Eugene them. is a better choice than Gabriel. No offence to Gabriel. Yeah, that is true. I just don't think you know. I just, I just think they've you got
0: know. to stop trying to make him a ladies' man. He's not. It's just wrong.
1: Yeah, he was getting with. Um, Jadis, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Anne. Anne. Um, Good on, Anne. So, you know, gaby has got game, apparently. I don't think he does, We need to respect the fact that he's got a game. That's what we need to do.
0: Well, I might get there eventually by the end of season nine, but at the moment, I don't believe it. Can can we talk about my favourite bit now, then? Well, we will. We're going to talk about escaping Negan, Mm. or Negan's travels. Um, So this kicks off uh, right at the beginning of the episode, pretty much. Uh, Negan's out. It's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting for Negan. I'm annoyed. Just wait. Okay. Give us a bit of background. Hold your yeah. breath then. <laughs> Hold it in. Um, He goes wandering around. He steals the compass from Judith. And as he's about to start climbing over the wall, little Judith, badass Judith, turns up with a gun and goes, Oi, what are you doing? Not having that. Mm. So why are you annoyed then? I love this bit.
1: I'm not annoyed at Judith. I, I actually really like Judith. I know John isn't a fan of Judith acting or the, the actress that plays her necessarily. But I think she's a breath of fresh air for the show. I... I think Negan, the problem for me with this is it's a bit different to the comics. Um, okay. Similar things sort of happens in the comics. I didn't dislike any of it. I just felt it was the wrong time for it to happen. Um, once it, I, I think they've sort of moved this storyline, which kind of happens a bit later in the comics, forward for some reason. And I just don't get it. But I'm interested to see what happens when, people find out that he escaped for a little while. Yeah. And I hope that does get, you know, talked about. And, and it's not just he's back in the cage again and no one knows about it. Because in the comics, is an interesting comparison to talking about how something that he doesn't do gets explained. And I won't go into any more until Comic Corner, but it's just interesting. Save it. Hold Save your horses, it, yes. then.
0: Hold them. Um, so Negan goes on a, a little bit of a... The- solo journey i quite liked the music that accompanied this yeah that was kind of like lone ranger westerny kind of thing if
1: anyone's played a computer game a very famous computer game called the last of us on playstation 4 it is a hundred percent sort of like this story and if Mm. anyone has played that game there's two main characters called joel and ellie sort of wandering through a post-apocalyptic wasteland and for me, Negan and Judith would make also quite a good duo wandering around a yeah. post-apocalyptic wasteland. they'd Be great. Yeah, I would love that show. Like that would be a great, great show, and or a great film or a great you know spin-off or anything. So that's all I was thinking about with the music because it's very, very reminiscent of that.
0: Well, Negan's having a great time at this point. So he's got himself a new compass. He's gone wandering along. There might have been some pretty rank zombies coming around, and he's he's kept his skill.
1: Well, I think he was struggling at times but it's in, it's good to know that you know being in a cell it's realistic being in a cell and not actually doing anything dull your skills yeah 100% yeah. he was you know like Rick and an Dow, an absolute pro and being in a cell for I think it's like eight years at this point long has completely time. you know withered him. he's probably not strong and I like the fact that's realistic that he was genuinely yeah. struggling with some of these walkers
0: you don't have to suspend belief um, that he's running around killing zombies like it's five minutes since yeah season six yeah um so then he goes on a little shopping trip goes to a a wonderfully named store would
1: be getting a jacket express
0: yourself menswear express yourself yeah um and he gets his magic jacket back but lo and behold um dogs where have they come from i like it though i really liked it it was kind of scary
1: kind of realistic in a way i don't think there's been enough made of the animals that would still be a bit feral and roaming They'd be massively around. massively
0: feral at this point, wouldn't they? They would. And cats, where are the cats? The
1: thing is, the walkers eat the animals, right? So yeah, they kind of get culled off a bit. But I don't believe that a dog would let itself get caught by a walker. Do you know what I mean? They're so quick and... No. Especially at this point. So I like the dogs. Genuine threat for Negan as well, because they would have torn him to shreds.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as we've learned, um, animals can't get zombified. Yes,
1: Emma. After... Yeah. Nine seasons, you finally grasp the fact that they don't turn.
0: Can horses turn? No. No. Cats? Fuck's sake. So after he's got his magic jacket back, um, surprise they're still in there, to be honest. A lot of clothes in that shop. He he goes back to the sanctuary.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: I, I thought this was a really good journey for Negan you know he's left and he's had his little you know moral chat with Judith about you know that he shouldn't go and there's nothing out there for him and this that and the other and then he almost dies Mm. he's basically taking a pilgrimage um back to his his past you know where he was almost a decade ago if you think about it that way um you know and who he was before and I, I I quite liked that revisiting of his past I thought it I thought Jeffrey Dean Morgan always acts fantastically. I thought he did a really good job of it. He wasn't ridiculous. He was just a man. What did you think?
1: Glenn? I don't know if I like him going back to the sanctuary this early. I mean, he's been in prison for eight years. He says he's repented for his sins. A lot of his sins took place in this, you know, physical space that is the sanctuary. So
0: maybe that's his way of laying them fully to rest.
1: Well, yeah, but he did try and make it home again. Like he felt like he was attempting to sort of Maybe make a home out of the sanctuary again or try and rekindle something that was there.
0: I wonder if he didn't
1: really have friends there, he was like a dictator, you know. Well, when he, he
0: walked in and he did the whistle,
1: yeah, that I was just... for me that's like not learning from your, your past. And the thing mm. about Negan in the comics, and I'll come on to it in Comic Corner, is he's just a bit more repentant and uh, you know about what he has done
0: I think you could see it that way I think you could also see it as a way for him to give it a final goodbye before he decides what's to do with himself and I, I think sometimes there is something to be said for revisiting your past as a final kind of hmm. this is who I was let's let's really lay it to rest and yeah so I, I really like this I yeah, you know there's different
1: ways to read it for sure um, um you know I never then, know what the writers are going for most then of the you time you turned
0: up behind some door Big Richie, isn't Bloody it? Big
1: was Big Richie. Who the hell
0: was Big Richie? I
1: don't know. No I one can't, remembers I can't him. remember, but at least Negan knew, so that's nice.
0: Yeah, he did. He found a friend. And Eight he, years, he, got he still annoyed. remembers his name, so that's quite nice. To be fair, you know, dictator, but...
1: Yeah, always took time to learn people's names. Yeah, always said that. Oh, yeah, very important. When you're in a management very position, very important.
0: He, he gets a motorbike, goes back to Alexandra. Yeah. So we sort of thought this was going to happen, I well, think. Well,
1: Judith shoots him.
0: Well, yeah, she yes, as she said she would. If I see you again, I will shoot you.
1: What's she doing out in the middle of the road?
0: What is she doing out in the middle of nowhere? On she's, her own. She's like eight.
1: Yeah, it is crazy. It, Michonne would be going absolutely nuts if she, she knew about she'll that. She'll be grounded at yeah, this point. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, he returns to Alexandria. Good move.
0: Yeah, absolutely cracking move. Um, but there, I really like the little repartee between Judith and Negan. I think.
1: Well, we'll get more of that now, hopefully. Well, I
0: really hope so. And I, and I really think they, they bounce off each other really nicely. And there are a few little moments, you know, during Negan's little travels where he was looking at the compass and you could see he was thinking about Judith and thinking, I think, thinking this, about the things that yeah. she taught him.
1: The scene where he goes up to her room is it, very bizarre to me at the start of yeah. this whole storyline because it's quite sinister in a way i know it's filmed that way to make you think that negan's going to do something sinister but do we really believe that he's going to kill judith
0: no like, I, see, I, didn't I just think that, that was a
1: bit of a directorial misstep because it was just like he went up there quite sinisterly in the way mm. it was shot and the music and everything and, and then he's just like trying to jump over the fence and she's there i was like what's going on here
0: yeah and i, I think what they were trying to do was he was saying goodbye to judith Maybe. because he cares about her but it it, it kind of it fell flat didn't it? yeah
1: it didn't work yeah. for me that but i want to see more of these two in the next few episodes absolutely uh, especially during the whisperer war which i think is going to consume every character um and and different you know du- duos are going to you know meet up and they're going to have to do stuff together you know like a crazy duo that we're about to talk about well let's
0: so we formed a new band um, I love these two, Luke and Alden.
1: Yeah, if Luke keeps talking about musical instruments...
0: No, I think he's for great. Another, how many
1: episodes do you have? He's like teacher.
0: new Eugene, but slightly more lighthearted. Slightly and more less normal. Slightly yeah.
1: more normal and doesn't say weird sentences. that um, have just been typed into a thesaurus.
0: <laughs> thesaurus app. How many yeah. different words can I use? Exactly. Um, I really, really like these two, and I thought they had great timing together. I really enjoyed their, like, chatter. Um, and I suppose the thing behind it, which we were feeling as an audience was guys you don't know what you're walking into oh, we knew. these walkers aren't walkers whereas they don't so there's a, there's quite a bit of threat oh yeah there. um which was really nicely juxtaposed with their kind of bantery um chit chat and this that and the other i really really um enjoyed them but I think the most important thing to talk about with, with these two in their journey is the ending there.
1: Yeah, so So they walk the, into the woods. They walk into the woods following a trail of Yumiko's arrows. And once again, just want to say that I do like all the characters that have been introduced in season nine, like Magna's group. So you've got Yumiko, yeah. Luke, Magna. Um, and Yumiko is the one who has the bow and arrows and they follow a trail of her arrows into the woods. You know, because you've seen Yumiko with the group that was with Jesus heading back, that she wasn't firing any of these arrows anywhere. So you should know straight away, well, that's weird.
0: Isn't there a fairy tale where they follow a trail and end up getting eaten by someone?
1: Hansel and Gretel.
0: No, don't they follow a trail to escape?
1: Yeah, trails, you know, Gretel. Close enough, yeah. Close enough, we'll take it.
0: So they get to the end of the trail and it's like, oh, well done. Why is all of these, why are these walkers just standing there? No, I love
1: that. I love that, though, because that was amazing. for, For people who have no idea about the Whisperers at this stage, which they don't know anything about them, Luke and Alden, they, to see the walkers just standing there must be terrifying.
0: I mean, how would you even react? Because, I mean, we know what that's all about. But I think if you... You know, they, as I said, they've been chatting away and having a lovely time and a bit of a laugh. You know, they've had a couple of moments of, oh, you know, that was a bit, bit of levity, but yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, and it was weird because when they first panned around, it was almost like there was a, like a force field holding them in. I know it's not science fiction, but mm. um it was almost like there was a, a force field holding them in a circle. And I was like, this is really weird. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's the Whisperers. And then when that one Whisperer turns up and then whips out this fucking gun and goes, the end of the trails here or yeah. whatever it was that, that. Was it he or she?
1: It's a she. It was a she. That is Alpha, who uh, has been huh. teased previously, um, even before this season started. We all knew the Whisperers were coming. It was heavily in the promo material. And Alpha is their leader. I will say to you now that, you know, uh, Alpha is a woman. Obviously, you can tell she has long hair. She was also... Men
0: can have long hair too. No, they, too, they can.
1: But we know that the, the lady cast in it was in Minority Report as one of the sort of...
0: for Morton?
1: Yes, correct. Yes! As one of the sort Fuck, of, you that's know, oracle type beings that predict the murders yeah. in Minority Report. So we sort of know about her already. And interestingly, she, and I won't spoil it, but she has a relation... To someone important. So leave it at that.
0: Oh, that is a teaser and a half, later. Teaser,
1: stick around for Comic Corner.
0: Oh, man. Well, speaking of which, um, I think we might have uh, talked about everything important in this episode. Have I missed anything? I just
1: want to know if you think that both Luke and Alden will survive.
0: Mm, I hope they do. I think they will. Really? Yes, because, well, maybe Alden won't because, you know, then Enid will be all sad. Maybe she can get jiggy jiggy with Henry.
1: Ooh, maybe. Oh, maybe. There's a lot of stuff to copy compar- oh. There's a lot of triangles going along. I forgot about the love it's fucking, triangles. It's
0: like Pentagons Alden and stuff. Alden and
1: Enid just makes me feel a bit weird, but that's, bit- that's fine. You know, it's no. the apocalypse, you know. we'll we'll let it go we'll let it go strange
0: things happen Gaby's
1: getting with people we'll let it all go hey
0: Gaby's got game you told me to get over it now I have gamey Gaby yes gamey Gaby Um, I don't know but tell us what you guys think Um, I'm sure that we will all be interested to hear your opinions on who is going to survive this episode Uh, Len may I hand the reins over to you for Comic Corner
1: you may excellent Yes, we are back with another Comic Corner session and actually quite a lot of material to talk about in this week's episode because we finally start to see where the storylines from the comics are getting translated to the television show, which is which is interesting and we pretty much predicted kind of exactly where they're going. But let's first talk about Negan yes. and his escape. So in the comics, it's quite complicated because basically around about, I think it's like issue 130 something or issue 140 something Negan finds that his cell is unlocked um and what does he decide to do
0: I don't know then what
1: he stays where what? he is and he tells Rick that he could have escaped he shows Rick that he could have escaped I like uh, it to prove that he can be trusted because Negan wants to be accepted as part, be part of Alexandria
0: of, part of the fam yeah
1: it massively backfires. It it pisses Rick off. Ooh. And basically, Negan does eventually get out a bit later, but it's due to other circumstances after, right. you know, Negan's tried here to do the right thing. And then later on, he's like, well, fuck doing the right thing because that didn't get me anywhere.
0: Fair.
1: He goes for a different sort of tactic. But his adventure in this episode is actually quite similar to something that's much later on in one of the more recent issues after the Whisperer War. Uh, Which he's basically exiled from Alexandria and he wanders the sort of wasteland. He's lonely. He's depressed. Sounds a
0: bit like where we found Daryl.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's very depressed. And he basically, as we mentioned at the the back half of, of season nine with that interaction between Maggie and Negan, where Maggie goes to kill him and Michonne lets her go to kill him that yes, actually happens after this thing cuz Negan gets exiled Maggie then all this time later tracks him down to kill him but he breaks down similar to ha- how he did in the jail and finds that she she decides that you know him being alive is a fate worse than death for him and she spares him completely
0: Now I understand why everyone was so narky about that scene in in the first season Yeah episode. it
1: was fine I understand why they had to do that because Maggie is going to do a new show for the back half of the season so she wasn't yep. going to be in it. But for me, when I saw and, and read that in the comics, it was it an was extremely powerful scene and it was Negan just bearing his soul that it felt relevant because it had been mm. such a long time after the events of him killing Glenn and all that sort of stuff. So he had actually maybe come to terms with what he was doing was mm. completely wrong.
0: And I suppose at this point we couldn't replicate that
1: no, it's gone enough now.
0: because the the moment's dead the moment's dead now that's a shame but but other than that we're we're mirroring you know some of the storyline just in a different order
1: yeah it's a different order it's a remix uh, i don't think this is a remix that is better than the comics i mean sometimes they do things i mean very rarely that they exceed the comics in my opinion in terms of decision making but um i think this one's okay it's fine i'm i'm not Good. thrilled with it but it's fine Rosita's baby. Now, this is quite important.
0: Is that a remix of a terrible horror movie, Rosemary's Baby? Yeah, well... I hope not, because that's awful.
1: I mean, Rosita is pregnant in the comics... But it's with Eugene's baby. Whoa! So Eugene and Rosita had been hooking up, which is something that I genuinely hope they did explore in the show. And they are sort of exploring in the show. But I don't think they're going to get together now because Rosita's pregnant with Sadiq's child.
0: There's already enough of it. But
1: Eugene loves her. And that's important because that will have um, ramifications later on in the season with a scene that I'm not going to talk about. I'm going to leave it at that. Lydia's cell and Lydia's entrapment now this is pretty close to what happens in the comics but let's just switch out uh, Carl for Henry now so so Henry is taking over Carl's roles Mm -hmm. he is the one interacting with Lydia and they are also put together in like neighboring cells because in the comics Carl defends Sophia and attacks a group of teenagers and yeah, so beat, beats them to within an inch of their life. Quite a lot
0: of parallels here, and I, and I guess we've got a, a mixture, haven't we, in terms of um, or a bit of a splitting of Carl's storyline because some of it sits obviously with Judith, but a lot of the kind of growing up as a man stuff sits with Homicidal Henry. Am I right? Yeah, say that?
1: I think and and. Yeah, I think they've split them. So you've got some Judith stuff going, you know, the Judith and Negan interactions yeah. are the Carl and Negan interactions now, which is interesting. Yeah. That's fine. Because it's also a Grimes child, so I'm quite happy with that. It worked. An illegitimate Grimes child, but a Grimes child nonetheless.
0: Hey, that compass had JG on the back, so. It
1: did. That was very sweet. Um, so they've split them up. But but Henry here, I actually quite like Henry this season.
0: He has definitely grown In- into
1: He's improved because younger Henry was not good but this is better and you know they do end up striking quite a close relationship Lydia and Carl in the comics and I'm sure I'm 100% certain the same thing is going to happen in the show with Henry. What about Enid? Well Enid's old news now that she's with Alden.
0: What if he dies? Love triangle. And that
1: is, you know, we need more love triangles. We really do need more love triangles. We haven't had enough of them, to really be honest with you, apart from Shane and Rick at the start. That doesn't really count. It kind of does. You know, Rick turns up, Shane's been banging his wife, fathered a child.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know.
1: Triangle.
0: That is, That's pretty triangly. Okay, fine.
1: But, yeah, so stay tuned for Henry and Lydia to maybe get a bit closer you know henry you know henry was looking at some girls in previous episodes mainly enid yeah, as we said no just coming of age he's coming <laughs> of age uh, so let's just say the fact that he's been put in a cell next to her and daryl's using this to his advantage at this stage might prove to be a bit of a disadvantage at a later mm. stage and might lead to some interesting character interactions and serious ramifications from the whisperers potentially Ooh
0: exciting stuff thank you Len
1: no worries that's a
0: really good comic corner this week
1: no there's quite a lot and there's probably more that I could talk about here but I think I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil and and also we're not really spoiling what happens in the show because the show has proven time and time again that it's not following the comics letter by letter so it remixes things different characters die you know, Rick and Carl are dead, the two central protagonists in the main point hey. of the comic. Yeah, exactly. Well, Rick's not dead. He's just flying off somewhere. Hey, well, Going to do some movies, but uh, <laughs> which is also coming out this year, which will be interesting. So, you know, don't worry. I'm not spoiling necessarily the show. I'm just giving beats that might happen in the show and that it's leaning towards. But I'm pretty certain it's not going to happen letter for letter, word for word, picture for picture. It is going to be different.
0: Well, lots to look forward to and to ponder. Now, do we want to talk about some of this Walking Dead character departure news?
1: Yeah, let's have a little section quickly talking about that. It has been announced that Danai Herrera is leaving the show.
0: Bye-bye, Michonne. No season 10 for you.
1: It's an interesting one because I thought she would have left earlier than now Mm -hmm. because she has turned into a... An a-, an a star celebrity you know an a-level celebrity she Hell, is yeah. she's in marvel films you know she's she's in the public eye big time now and we all knew it was a matter of time before she would leave the show just because she's not getting paid amazingly well on the show like no. a lot of the cast members actually don't really get paid that well it wasn't until about two years ago when they, they had a little conversation to up their how much they're getting paid. I mean, if you compare this show to something like the Big Bang Theory, the Big Bang Theory, they were getting in the region of a million to $2 million per episode. Which is nuts. Which is absolutely insane. I think, you know, Andrew Lincoln was on $200,000 last season.
0: Yeah, we're not talking big money really. Not for for the
1: size of the show and not for the size of the audience that it had built. I mean, the audience has dwindled, but not for the size of the audience that it had had at the start and when it was in its pomp. So
0: I think it's um I think it's the right choice for her. Hu- I think it's
1: the right choice for her, hundred percent.
0: Also, I've met her. She's bloody lovely. I bet
1: she is. I and bet she's gorgeous. Lovely. Stop stalking. The, Not the cast members. Stalking
0: her. She helped my mate's baby and everything. Well, there you go. Um, no, but I think it's the right choice for her. And obviously, with um with the news that Lauren Cohen is is going to be so yeah, getting back. So
1: Maggie, a it's a little switcheroo. Maggie, will be coming back? Michonne, are we leaving now? Do we think this means Michonne is going to die at the end of this season? And and do you know what the devastating part about this news is? The idea that, in my mind, it was nice that Rick would come back to his family and come back to Michonne and Judith. I've just realised
0: that Judith's going to have no parents if Rick doesn't come back before Michonne leaves. And that's devastating.
1: This is mad. Now we're speculating massively. But do we think that Negan is going to become the de facto parent for Judith and the Grimes children. Oh
0: my God, yes. And
1: then Rick comes back in like...
0: Oh, it's Rick and Shane all over again. Three
1: seasons time. And Judith is calling Negan daddy. I just can't... I mean, I'm just thinking that's where my mind is going right now. I love it. I mean... I love it. I I kind of like it, but I also don't like the fact that... I feel
0: very sad for Rick. I feel very
1: sad for Rick. I also don't like the fact that we're not going to get that really emotional reunion between Michonne and Rick and the family.
0: Yeah, I think that's a real shame because, you know, she's been mourning Rick for fucking long enough.
1: Yeah, and um, there was even that nice scene in this episode which was Daryl yeah. saying, sorry, I couldn't give you the peace of mind, you know, by killing, you know, if Rick is a walker, killing him and letting yeah, him or rest. finding his body. Finding his body. So um, that was very sweet and I did enjoy that and it's, you know, it's weighed so heavily on Michonne it's turned her into this bitter, angry character. So, I really am gutted we're not going to see that as far as we know, because she might just leave like Maggie did. But I can't see any situation in which she would leave Judith and, and, and baby, baby, baby Grimes.
0: Baby, baby Grimes. Yeah. They've christened it Baby Grimes, so baby baby Grimes. Yeah. Um no, and I, I don't think that she would allow that to happen given the integrity of her character. I think there will there will be a reunion slash bye bye episode. And we are getting some uh, we get some flashback stuff in this season, right? The second yeah, half of the I season. So. so who knows what might occur. She, I
1: think she's gonna die. I think, think she's gonna probably die. Will, but... In the Whisperer War. I mean the Whisperer War. Is going to take a few people. I'm just telling you now. If it prepared for it. I, you know, I, it has to, in the comic. In the comics, it's in double digits.
0: Whoa! So
1: let's just say it it cleans out a lot of our group. So let's see what happens.
0: That's a fucking miserable note to end the podcast on. Yes, isn't it? it is.
1: Bye bye. <laughs> um,
0: well, I think that's us for the, for this week. Lots of really interesting things to talk about. A great comic corner, um, lots of storylines for us to see where they where where Angela Kang and, and Crew take Kang-y. it. Yeah. Kangy, you're doing well so far. Don't mess it up. We've got faith in you. Yeah. Um so next week, our episode ten, it's called Omega. Hmm.
1: Well, that's interesting. we know where that's going. Alpha, beta, omega. So here we go. uh,
0: So I think we may well be kicking straight into the Whisperers, their background. Yes, please. And what happens next, which is super exciting. Very, very exciting. So we will be back same time next week. We won't have a Len, but we will have a return of a John.
1: Yes, a John will be returning and Len will be departing for a couple of weeks. But the good news is that John... Has also read the comics now because he yeah. did a lot of research in the off season. So John gets
0: to do Comic Corner. John
1: gets to do Comic Corner, yeah. which is going to be very interesting. It
0: will indeed. And if you guys have got any feedback about the differences uh, from the comics to the TV show or anything that you think we've um, missed, missed.
1: Which can happen.
0: It does. It does happen. We're not Especially perfect. when we've
1: been drinking.
0: Which uh, we haven't today. No. Sober. Yeah. Wow. That's probably why it's so efficient. Um, if you've got any feedback or anything that you want to talk about, anything we've missed, etc., then do get in touch with us. You can do that on our social media channels. If you missed them earlier, it's at pod on Twitter, fan underscore critical on Instagram, search fancritical on Facebook, or email us at podcast at gmail.com.
1: And, of course, we've got the Oscars coming out later this week.
0: We do. Stay tuned for that. And, again, tell us what you think about the nominations for, our, uh, for Best Film, Best Picture yeah. of the Oscars. We've already seen some of the BAFTA wins. Well, the
1: BAFTAs were baffling, but we'll leave it at baffling that. Baffling BAFTAs. Correct.
0: Uh, so stay tuned to see what we think about the Oscars. And in a few weeks' time, we'll be doing uh, Captain Marvel. Oh,
1: yes. Very excited for Captain Marvel. Super high, excited. High hopes for the first female-led Marvel film.
0: Super exciting. Uh, but for for now, that is it from Len and I. So, Len, say goodnight.
1: Goodnight. Thank you. See you in a couple of weeks' time. I hope Comic Corner's in capable hands of John. It'll
0: be fine. I'm terrified
1: slightly, but I'm sure it'll be fine.
0: Let go, Len. And uh, I will be back next week. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Goodbye.
1: See ya.